guys, and welcome back to another Tuesday episode of Short Stories for Kids. I'm Lucy, your host, and as ever, guys, I'm here to read you a magical adventure story. First of all, I'd like to give a big hello and thank you to our newest premium members. They are Nate, who lives in Florida, Julie and her big sister Ella from Texas, Harry and Leon from Oregon, Daniel from New Jersey, and sisters Amy and Jessica from Louisiana. Hi, guys. I thought I knew my father better than anyone. One day we were chatting and I heard a story I've never heard before. That got me wondering, how many other stories don't I know? That's why I got my father StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your dad or a father figure connect through sharing stories and memories. Every week, StoryWorth emails your dad a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you've never thought of, like, what is your fondest childhood memories? Or, have you ever feared for your life? I've really enjoyed reading my dad's answers to these questions. For example, I didn't know that my dad almost drowned as a child when he fell out of a fishing boat, but luckily his cousin saved him. After one year, StoryWorth compiles all those questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book the whole family can share for generations. Right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash short stories. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash short stories to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash short stories. Today's story request comes from Max, and he would love us to make a story about a tree that is alive and grows crystals. Wow, Max, thank you so much for this idea. I don't think we've ever had an idea like this before. Um, I don't think that we've ever had a story that involved crystals either. And I love crystals, Max. I actually have a crystal collection at home. So thank you so much for this idea. We hope that you love your tree crystal story and everyone else too. Are you guys ready? Here we go. Class trips get to go to all kinds of places, and in Max's case, it was a trip to visit the country. The school bus had brought them to a meadow full of wild flowers and insects, and they'd spent the morning drawing butterflies and birds, writing down what creatures they saw, and generally exploring. There was even a little stream that tumbled down the side of the field where they spotted fish darting about in the shallows. For Max, the best part were the trees. These could be found circling the meadow. And at this time of the year, they were in full leaf. It was wonderfully cool underneath the heavy boughs. And Max liked to stare upwards to see what was playing in the upper branches. There would always be all kinds of birds to hear, even if he couldn't see them. And he was lucky enough to spot two squirrels chasing one another around a tree trunk. As a final task before lunch, the class was given the job of finding one object, no bigger than their own hand, to bring back to the class to study. It could be a flower or a leaf 
or a rock or a twig, or even a beetle if they could find one. Once given the signal to begin, all the children raced off noisily into the meadow to find their natural treasures. All, that is, except Max. He instead was drawn away from the meadow and towards the trees. As he stepped beneath the low hanging branches, he realized there were plenty more trees beyond this one. A whole woodland opened out before him. He was supposed to stay in the meadow, but he thought if he could find an acorn or a bird's egg that had been pushed from its nest or an unusual leaf, then he'd have the best object in the whole class. He decided he wouldn't go too far. He'd make sure he didn't lose sight of the meadow. It was much darker under the cover of the trees. The thousands of leaves up above were blocking so much of the sunlight. But very quickly, Max's eyes adjusted. And when he turned around to look at the meadow, the light out there appeared to be incredibly bright. He began to scour the ground, looking for something unusual. If only, he thought, he could see something really special. Unfortunately, under the trees, there were lots of dried leaves, bits of twig and briar patches, but not much else. Just a bit further, Max said out loud, telling himself he was bound to spot something soon. However, when he did eventually look up, he realized he had no idea where he was. He couldn't see the meadow anymore. Oh no, I've gone too far. Max spun around, looking for something familiar. Not too far away was sunlight pushing through the trees. Was this the meadow? He set out to find out. He emerged from the cover of the trees into a clearing with one large old tree at its center. It wasn't a tree that he recognized, with yellowy green leaves, with five points like an outstretched hand. Much stranger than that was the shimmering light sparking from amongst the branches. Whatever could it be? It seemed to be coming from lots of different places at once. Max stepped closer, bringing him close to one of the lower branches. There, right at his eye level, was an apple-sized crystal. The sunlight danced across its surface, making it sparkle as it did so. What was unusual was that the crystal appeared to be attached to the branch, as if it was a fruit. And these odd-looking fruits were everywhere, suspended from every branch. A tree full of crystals. Wow, said Max, reaching out to pick one. He'd certainly found something amazing to take back to class. But no sooner had he spoken than a voice startled him. What was that? said the voice. It sounded sleepy, but Max couldn't see anyone. He glanced around the clearing, then up into the branches. There was nobody there. Perhaps they were behind the tree. So he walked around the trunk, being careful not to trip over the wide, twisting roots. There was no one there. That's when he noticed the tree trunk itself. The bark was shaped in such a way to look like a woman's face. Surely it wasn't the tree that had spoken to him. Was it? Um, hi, 
said Max to the tree. Slowly, the eyelids of the tree's face opened to reveal a pair of beautiful green eyes. The face looked back at Max, then screwed up into an enormous yawn. Oh, oh, sorry about that, said the tree slowly. I must have nodded off again. Max just stared back at the tree. He hadn't been aware that trees could talk. Is it summer again already? said the tree. I'm sure it was spring just a minute ago. The tree then looked at Max properly. Are you a bear? she asked. A bear? repeated Max. Oh no, I'm just a human. My, my, a human. I can't think of when I last saw one of you, the tree said. Then again, I don't see much of anyone. What about the squirrels? asked Max. Squirrels? Oh, they're all right, but they do make such a fuss sometimes, running about, chattering away. They're no good for conversation, though. Then what about the other trees? said Max, pointing to where they circled the clearing. They don't talk, silly, said the tree with a gentle laugh. Only crystal trees can talk. And well, unfortunately, I'm the only crystal tree. I've never met another. If you don't mind me asking, said Max, how old are you exactly? Oh, said the tree, clearly surprised by the question. I'm not really sure. I stopped counting after the first couple of hundred years, and that was such a long time ago. Oh, wow, you are old, said Max, and you've been alone all that time? Yes, said the tree softly. You see, all the trees grow fruits and nuts the birds and animals eat. Can you imagine an oak tree with its acorns? Max nodded. He knew all about acorns. Squirrels, for example, will collect up acorns and bury them to eat later, but they'll forget where some are buried, and those acorns will get to grow into new oak trees. My problem, said the tree sadly, is that no creature eats a crystal. But I could help, said Max. Can you? said the surprised tree. Do you eat crystals? No, laughed Max. But I could bury some crystals in the ground around you, just like a squirrel does. Oh, could you? said the tree, brightening. You would really do that for me? Of course, said Max. The only trouble is, it will take a long time for them to grow. This made the tree chuckle. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I'm used to waiting. Max reached up into the lower branches and gently plucked a crystal. It was heavy and sat comfortably in the palm of his hand. In all, he picked five crystals, then selected a sharp-looking rock to help him dig five holes spaced out around the tree. The ground was soft, and he didn't dig too deep, so he was finished in no time. All done, said Max. Give it a few years and you'll have some little trees to chat to. How marvelous, said the beaming tree. Nobody has ever shown me such kindness before. I really wish I could do something for you. Well, um, there is 
one thing you could do," said Max, hopefully. "Go on," said the tree. "What is it?" "Please, may I have one of your crystals?" asked Max, as politely as he could manage. "Why, of course you can," urged the tree. "Please take one." And so Max did. "I suppose I ought to get back to my class," he said, but hesitated. Except I think I'm lost. I don't know which way to go. Where do you need to go? Asked the concerned tree. We were in a meadow with lots of colorful flowers, and there was a stream. Said Max. I can't remember much more. I remember a meadow and a stream. Said the tree. Long before all these trees grew to make the wood, I used to look at it and think how pretty it was. Then it must be this way," said Max. The tree couldn't turn her face, so if she once could see the meadow, Max just had to walk in the direction she was looking. "Thank you," said Max, and headed off with a wave of his hand. "And thank you," said the tree. Max could still hear her speaking as he re-entered the wood. Now I may as well have a quick nap until next spring, so I can see if those crystal trees are sprouting. Max hadn't walked too far when he heard his teacher calling. At first, he thought he was in trouble, but as he got nearer, he realized it was a call to all the children to return to the school bus. He broke into a run, making it back into the sunlit meadow just as the last of the children were heading back. All of the children looked very pleased with their finds: smooth pebbles, pieces of bark, petals, snail shells, and even a small antler that had been shed by a deer. Max looked down at his hand that clasped his prize and found himself grinning. He was pretty sure he had found the best object of all. The end.